0: Hello and thank you for joining us for today's Time in the Word. Uh, Over the last few days we've been talking about the power of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. uh, The power of his blood to wash us and to cleanse us. And I'm doing this teaching because so many Christians are are feeling like uh, the, the problem's not quite fixed. They're feeling constantly under the weight and the guilt and the condemnation. They're feeling like God's angry at them. And they're feeling like God's God won't listen to them and answer their prayers. You see, so many people have been preached under an angry God. They've been preached under a God who's just going to judge you. And they haven't come to the full revelation of the power of the cross and the power of what Jesus has done. And Christians need to hear this truth. Even new Christians, whether you've been a Christian for many years, this this problem is plaguing a lot of Christians. And what they're hearing preached is is adding to the problem. It's not fixing the problem. We need to understand these truths about the power of the blood and the power of the sacrifice of Jesus uh, and, and get a real revelation of some things. And I've shown you yesterday, we talked about the fact that that one sacrifice of Jesus was enough. And and, and he didn't need to keep doing it. There was enough power in that one act, that one sacrifice that that the Bible says it was forever. His blood never loses its power to cleanse, to set free. And we've talked about the fact that he takes away sin and and he cleanses us from sin. And today I'm going to talk about the conscience. I'm going to talk about that inner awareness of sin that many have. Because many people repent of their sins. They, they oh God, I confess my sins. They, they repent. And then afterwards they still feel dirty. Afterwards they still feel the guilt and the condemnation. And the enemy comes at them and plagues them under that guilt. And then the next day they repent again and they repent again. They don't quite feel complete on the inside. See, I've used that word complete on purpose because sin had the effect of, of, of taking something away from us. It left us incomplete on the inside. And that guilty conscience, that, 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 that constant guilt and heaviness and weight that plagues people is a sign of not being whole and complete inside. It, 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 and, and sin wants to leave that stain on the inside of people. Even once the sin itself is gone. It, it, sin wants to leave a stain. That's why we talked about the power of the blood of Jesus to wash away the stain of sin. But I want to show you specifically what, what the Bible, the New Testament, tells us that the blood of Jesus has done for the conscience. Many people have never got a hold of this truth. And 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 and, and, and if you struggle in this area. Take today's teaching. In fact, this is the teaching in this series. Take all four of them and spend time in them. You need to meditate on this truth. You need to have your eyes opened to the reality of the power of what the blood of Jesus has done. And, and, and if you're one of those Christians who still is constantly under the guilt and the condemnation and feeling a hole on the inside of you, then you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to apply these truths and build to you the awareness of what the blood of Jesus has done. Because this this point right here affects so much of our Christian life. It affects our access into God's presence. In fact, that's where we're going to go next. Once we've helped you understand what the blood of Jesus has done, we're going to talk about our access into God's presence because of this truth. Now, let's look here in Hebrews chapter 10. Now, every truth I've been preaching in the last few days about on this topic, you'll find in Hebrews 8, 9, and 10, and, 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 and he takes the time to contrast the Old Testament sacrifices with what Jesus has done. And he gives us a, a, a series of truths. That's why I've isolated and singled out each truth, because each single truth is important in building up the picture of things. And so Hebrews 10:1, and he's talking about the law. And the sacrifices. And he says uh, uh, the law can never with these same sacrifices. Now, I'm just paraphrasing part of the phrase there just for time of not reading the whole verse. I'll read entire verses in just a moment of other things. But he he says that that the law can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually year by year. So he's talking about the Old Testament sacrifices and the the need to continually offer them over and over again. It's what we covered yesterday. And he says, what, what can the law not do? Why does it need to keep being offered? He says the law can never, notice this last phrase, make those who approach perfect. Now, that word perfect means whole or complete. He's saying the weakness of those sacrifices is they still left you incomplete. They still left you with a hole on the inside, feeling like the problem was not quite fixed. And then you had to go and do the sacrifice again and again, always feeling like there, there was a hole still on the inside. So he's showing the weakness of that system, the weakness of the, the, the repetitive need for those sacrifices is the fact that they didn't make you complete on the inside. Why? Because and, and verse two adds to this truth. This he tells us why they were not complete on the inside. He says, "For then would they not have ceased to be offered? He says, if those sacrifices fixed that and made you complete and whole on the inside, they, then they, we could have stopped offering them. He says, but the fact that they kept having to be offered is because they were not fixing that core problem on the inside. And he says this for the Hebrews 10 2, for the worshipers once purified. Notice this phrase would have no more consciousness of sin. And he's talking about the Old Testament sacrifice. He's saying the, the fact that they needed to be done again and again. The fact that they were not making people whole on the inside. What, what does he say is the test? That'll show you a sacrifice has done enough. He says this, if that sacrifice had done enough and you could stop offering it, it would be because it had made, it had brought the worshipers to a place where they have no more consciousness of sin. See, there's a difference between the act of sin and your consciousness of that sin afterwards and your guilt, which plagues you and your condemnation and that hole on the inside. So he's saying the Old Testament sacrifices could not do that. And in fact, notice, uh, notice, uh, let's go to Hebrews 9. Let's go back a chapter. Hebrews 9 brings this truth back out again about the Old Testament sacrifices. Now, in Hebrews 9, verse 9, he's just been talking about the tabernacle. And he says this, it, the tabernacle, was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered. Now, he tells you what those sacrifices could not do he said which cannot make him who performed the service perfect is that word perfect again complete whole he's saying those sacrifices cannot make him who performed them performed the service perfect perfect in what way perfect in regard to conscience He's telling you specifically what he's referring to here when he talks about being complete. He's talking about the conscience in this passage. and showing you that hole on the inside that remains, that guilt, that that sense that I'm not quite clean. Even though you've confessed and repented of the sin. And you have to repent of it again because you just don't feel quite clean. He says that is coming from, from the those Old Testament sacrifices couldn't do that. Now, why is it that Christians still feel the same way? I'm going to show you, he shows you, that was Hebrews 9.9. We're going to continue Hebrews 9.11. And he begins to focus on the sacrifice of Jesus and what Christ did. And he shows you Christ's blood, Christ's sacrifice, did fix this problem. Now, why is it that Christians still feel like Christ's blood hasn't fixed the problem? It's because we haven't heard this preached. We haven't been taught this. We, we, we've been preached back under guilt and back under condemnation. We've been preached in such a way that we've been made to feel it's like the blood of Jesus doesn't fix the conscience. So we've still got to do something more. That's why you need to begin to get a revelation of what the power of the blood of Jesus has done. Spend some time on this truth and let this truth sink in because God's desire, God's to plan, God's intention is for your conscience to be cleansed as well. For you to be whole on the inside and complete in relation to this. Not feeling like sin has taken something away from the inside of me and left me incomplete. That's not God's desire. And you can know what it is like to be fully cleansed. Not just cleansed of the act of sin. Not just forgiven. But cleansed in your conscience on the inside and free from that weight and guilt and condemnation. Let's look at what he says. Let's read the word. Hebrews 9. Verse eleven starts off, but Christ came. I love that word, but. You see that quite a few times in the New Testament, he'll tell you about a problem, he'll tell you about something, and sometimes he takes a chapter or two to tell you. But then he'll, then you'll see this phrase, but now. Or, but Christ came. And he'll and he'll suddenly talk, or, or sometimes, but God. And he shows now, some everything he's just spent, a chapter or two talking about, now has changed because of what God has done because of Jesus. So, after telling us that the Old Testament sacrifices couldn't make people complete in terms of their conscience, that was verse 9. In verse 11, he now says, but Christ came. He's about to show you Christ did fix this problem. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. There's a lot of words in here. So I'm going to pick out the key phrases that link together. There's a lot of information in between commas. Sometimes you have to just kind of for grammatical purposes, look at the core sentence without all the commas. OK, Um and so he, 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 but Christ came. That's the key thing we need to see in verse eleven, verse twelve. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood. Christ didn't come with that blood that couldn't fix everything. He came with His own blood, and His own blood is powerful enough to fix what nothing else could fix. But with His own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all. One, notice that once for all. That's what I preached on yesterday. One act one sacrifice was enough forever it completely fixed the problem once for all having obtained eternal redemption and then he, he goes back to the blood of bulls and goats for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh he says those things could just clean the outside up, up a little bit now now notice verse 14 he has the truth He still talking about christ came with his blood and what his blood did Verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the here's information in between commas again, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience. In other words, what is the core sentence outside of the commas? It says this, how much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse your conscience from dead works? to serve the living God. Dead works there is that repetitive need for me to do things to fix the problem by my own works, by my own acts. Why do people do this? Why do people feel like they have to keep doing something? Because their conscience is not clear yet. They're still feeling the guilt and he says the blood of Christ cleanses the conscience. It has the power to fix the inside Meditate on this truth. If you feel like your conscience isn't clean, you know you need to, instead of going into God's presence for the 475th time, repenting of your sins again and again and again, today, do it differently. Go into Christ, go into God's presence and say, Father, I thank you for the blood of Christ. I thank you that the blood of Jesus has washed me. Verbalize this in your prayers. Give thanks to God for what he's done for you. This will have an effect on you. It'll help you become more aware of this truth and begin to say, Father, I thank you that not only did Jesus clean me from sin, but he cleanses my conscience. I thank you that, you, that there is freedom for my conscience. There is freedom from the guilt and the condemnation. And I thank you, Lord God, that, that I'm going to see this truth more. You're going to help me get a hold of this truth from your word. And I thank you that my conscience is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Meditate on this truth, and get a hold of this, because there is such power in this truth. And in fact, I, and, and I don't have the verse right in front of me, but there is a verse where it talks about the fact that the, what Jesus did does. Ah, there it is. Hebrews 10, verse 14. I want to just end on this point of perfect, because I said that the Old Testament blood could not make them perfect, complete, whole in terms of the conscience notice what hebrews 10 verse 14 says for by one offering one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified notice that perfected forever and he's bringing in what was it in these these chapters he's saying was a sign of not being whole or complete on the inside it was that conscience He's saying the guilty conscience indicated the lack of being perfect and complete. I'm not talking perfect in the sense of of never doing something wrong. I'm talking perfect in the sense of completeness and wholeness inside because of a cleansed conscience. Christ's blood doesn't just wash you from sin. He washes your conscience. He washes away the guilt and the condemnation. And if we get a hold of the power of that, we can walk free from this constant condemnation from it. And know what it is to be cleansed before God. Know what it is to enter the presence of God clean. So many people don't know what it's like. They, every time they enter the presence of God, they feel like they're still dirty. They're coming into God's presence feeling incomplete. And then they're trying to get this problem fixed while they're there. And they're not understanding how to get it done because they've not been taught this they've been preached back under judgment they've been preached back under the anger of God we need to understand when we repent and when we come before God God does something on his side the blood of Jesus cleanses and washes and washes the conscience and washes away the guilt so they are now free from from that thing and in fact he even says this he says God's in this chapter he says God said I will remember your sin no more Remember, that's got to do with your awareness, your remembrance of it. Well, if God doesn't remember it anymore, why should I? If God doesn't remember it, why should I go into his presence and keep reminding him of it? If he says that because of the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice of Christ, I will not remember your sins anymore. Don't go back into his presence and keep bringing it up. (laughs) We need to also come to that place of knowing what it's like to be free from the memory of it and the guilt of it. There is that cleansing power in the blood of Jesus. Now stick with me. What I said to you, I'm about to close. But what I said is each of these teachings I've been doing, you need each of these truths together. Individually, they are powerful truths and they can do a lot. But if you really want to get free in this area, look at all of these truths. Each of the four different teachings I've done so far on this. Each 15 minutes, there's not a lot of time. Because we're going to build on this tomorrow and we're going to show how this affects your access into God's presence. And how this affects your ability to come into God's presence with an awareness of being cleansed. Coming in knowing I'm clean because of the blood. Not coming into his presence under the weight and condemnation and guilt of feeling like I'm dirty. So we're going to show you how this brings a freedom to your relationship with God. And the ability to relate to God as if sin never existed. If sin ever existed, then there's no need for the guilt and the condemnation of it. And we're going to build this. I'm going to show you this. This is the power of the blood of Jesus. This is the power of the sacrifice Jesus has done. And we need to hear this in our churches. We need to get a hold of this. And we need to understand and get Christians free from being under this weight of constant anger like God is upset with them all the time. When he says the power of the blood of Jesus claims conscience and I will remember your sins no more. So Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we can know what it is, what it is to be cleansed. We can know what it is to be to have our conscience cleansed and to be whole and complete again on the inside, not feeling like there's a hole all the time, not feeling like something's wrong, but come to the place of being fixed on the inside, our conscience made whole and fixed because of the power of the sacrifice and the power of the blood of Jesus. And we give you the glory for that. And we'll honor you. And we thank you that you did this for us. Because we could, couldn't do it for ourselves. And we still can't do it for ourselves. Thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Amen.